Welcome back to Sit Down with RHS, a podcast from the Royal Hospital School where we talk to staff, pupils and the alumni to find out how the school makes a unique impact to young people's lives. Now, in this episode, we're sitting down with two Year 13s to give us a taste of what life is like at RHS for those studying for their A-levels. First, we have Yetnaz, who joined RHS for the sixth form from a state school in London on a full scholarship with the Springboard Charitable Foundation. We hear about her ambitions of becoming a family lawyer so she can lend a helping hand to those who need it. And we'll also be joined by Joel, who joined RHS in Year 9 from another local independent school, mainly due to the sports and academic provision. We hear about Joel's links with both philosophy and the military, which is an intriguing combination, if you ask me. Now, in this hugely informative and wide-ranging interview with the two, we hear about, on the one hand, the sports tutors provided by the school to support the sports scholars balance the dual pressures of academic and sporting life. And on, on the other, we hear a little about the school news platform called Bubble, where students can write and publish their own articles. There's so much in this interview. I hope you enjoy. Now, I'll hand over to your host, Arabella Norley, speaking to Yetnaz and Joel. Well, welcome. Uh, today I am joined by Joel and Yeknaz, who are both pupils at RHS. So um, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, Joel, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you have ended up um, being a sick former at Royal Hospital School? Um, so I was, uh, I joined in year nine um, after spending two years at another local secondary school um, and decided that I'd uh, like to have sort of a bit of a change and switch uh, schools so I um, applied to three different schools over the summer between my year eight and my year nine um, and decided that I wanted to choose RHS um, and then have spent sort of the last five years here and have ended up where I am now. And um, so you wanted to change what was it that sort of drove that Joel and why RHS you mentioned three different schools? Um, so I think I mean, if I'm honest, one of the reasons why I decided to come to RHS was because they got back to me the quickest. Um, you know, I went there, I did my application and sort of within 24 hours, they'd got back to me, um, whereas the others took sort of a little bit longer. So um, if I were, that was sort of one of the main reasons. I- yes, I joined in year 12. I came from a school in London. Um, I was awarded a scholarship to attend RHS and I thought it would be vastly beneficial for myself to be in an environment where I'm supported and I feel welcomed and accepted. Um, what was it that prompted that to happen? And obviously a massive change for you in some ways, going from a day school in London to the sort of country um, side, being in Suffolk. What led you to make that decision? Um, I think I wanted to be somewhere where I could focus on my academics. Being in RHS has, you know, helped me. And it's, <laughs> even though people sometimes uh, look down upon it, I think being in the countryside is vastly beneficial. It's, it's nice. I mean, I could imagine for some people listening who, um, thinking, oh gosh, you know, how do you go from, you know, the joys of London or perhaps the freedom to the countryside? And how has it been for you? I mean, was it a big adjustment joining a school that was very different? The downsides come with it, you know, not being able to see your family as often as, but when you do come into a school like RHS, I think you learn that everybody is your family here. Like I'm so grateful for the friends I have here and I'm a full boarder so I get to see them all the time and I feel like I've made family here that I will 
have for the rest of my life. So I feel like it's absolutely amazing the connections you can make in such an environment. I love that idea of family and what that means for you. So um, just sort of stepping a little bit back, um, Joel, you obviously, uh, you know, having read some of sort of the achievements in your um as an athlete tell us a little bit about what are some of the things that you get involved with outside of the classroom at school rhs offers like a really wide range of extracurricular activities ranging from sort of like more more academic focused to sport um you know mine have largely been in sport although i have done sort of some debating uh, here and there but um in terms of sport i i've basically played pretty much every sport that the school offers um so i've done sort of like the three main which are sort of hockey rugby and cricket as well as having done sort of athletics swimming and sort of a few others uh, tennis as well and um how has the school supported you um in particular if you're taking part in so many different sports so i think uh, this obviously the school's network of sort of uh, sports teachers is really good um and, you know, there is a nice balance between sort of the school's desire for you to achieve academically as well as their desire for you to perform well in their sports teams. I think, you know, over the last couple of years, they've put together this uh, sort of almost like sport tutor network where basically sports scholars get a teacher that they're assigned to, which that they can talk to about their aspirations, their ambitions, um, as well as sort of any issues that they're having in terms of balancing sport and academics because obviously you know being at school uh, academics tend to come first <laughs> well of course and you know the RHS results are very good and what difference Joel has that made for you then personally having a sports tutor to talk to I haven't had to sort of um, go and see them yet but I just sort of n- knew that if there was an issue in terms of if there was an issue with me having to commit to something I would have someone that I could talk to um, whenever an issue did if an issue did arise Mm-hmm. That is so important, isn't it? And um, particularly, as you say, balancing so much. And I also know that um, you are passionate about rugby as well. Tell us a little bit about who you're playing for and why rugby. So when I was when I joined RHS in year nine, I was playing for the Northampton Saints Academy, as well as the it's called the Ultimate Rugby Sevens National Academy. I have since uh, quit playing for Saints, but I still play for. I still play for the Sevens Academy as well as play for the Lambs National uh, Academy as well, which is made up of boys who have either been dropped from or decided to leave a sort of a, pre- a premiership club side. So I'm sort of still taking part in those two and I'm finding a lot of enjoyment. Oh, wow. And if you're going to say to somebody who's never played rugby before, um, what is the attraction about rugby for you? I just, I mean, obviously I'm coming with a sense of bias, but I mean... I don't think there's another sport that has the same sort of sense of uh, community and team as rugby does. Uh, so I think it's just, it's always a nice atmosphere whenever you know, you're playing a match and it's lovely to have people come and support you, especially, you know, we often get a lot of old boys who come down to watch our big games, which is obviously really nice to see. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah, there's not to uh, forget, you know, obviously you've got a multitude of other abilities, talents. Um, and I know one of the things that you are passionate about is writing. So tell us a little bit about um, your journey and what it is that thrills you about writing. Um, I think I developed my passion for writing from a really young age. I love mm-hmm. the idea of um, poetry and just writing anything that came to my mind and when I came to RHS I was supported in the sense that 
Um, I joined Bubble, which is our own news platform where you can, you know, write articles and publish them. Open to write whatever you like and it's now public so everybody can see. I actually started with writing about food and kebabs because I really was interested <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to write about something fun. Maybe something not so serious, but something that's just going to probably put a smile to everyone's face and be like, oh, let's read about kebabs. And um, then I started writing about more serious topics and Mm -hmm. I just thought I was being pushed towards writing about Mm -hmm. different things and developing my awareness you know I know that you um you've mentioned before that your parents are both Turkish and you obviously just talked about something light-hearted kebabs but what is it that drives you to want to write about things more serious or um sort of to sort of step into that space um I think when I go to you know I want to study law so mm-hmm. I have um, a strong sense of right and wrong and prejudices and injustices that go around the world. So I think because of that, I do sometimes like to look into the, the depth of things that happen around the world and write about them, you know, put a different perspective out there and see what people think. Because sometimes I think the best way of developing yourself is understanding others. Yeah, and that's uh, and thank you for bringing that up, actually, understanding others, because I know that's one of the key values at RHS, isn't it? That idea of empathy and compassion. And how do you how do you feel that that opportunity, I mean, you mentioned before about family RH, but, but how has your sense of understanding and justice um, developed in your, over your time at RHS? I think RHS is very diverse. You get mm-hmm. to meet people from different countries and places. We have a lot of international peoples. And I think, you know, sitting down and having conversations just develops you as a person I think it's really intriguing to be able to find out about different people you live with and it's like you know you just broaden your horizon and I think that's one of the biggest ups of RHS. Thank you now I know that both of you are boarders at the school I think Joel you're a are you a weekly boarder? That's correct yeah. Yeah so it'd be lovely to hear from the two of you and you can sort of chip in what does a sort of typical day RHS look like for you two? I mean sort of Wake up uh, really depends on sort of whether you're an early riser or not. Um, I mean, some I think wake up for most people in year 13 typically tends to be between, well, for some people it's sort of six o'clock in the morning uh, and other people they sort of won't wake up until about 10 minutes before we have to leave for breakfast. But um, yeah, I think, you know, wake up is sort of between those. Uh, we go to breakfast. So that's the first point of call where everyone sort of is still struggling to actually uh, open their eyes uh, so a hot drink is usually much appreciated in the mornings and then and then obviously a typical day is tends to be sort of we have sort of six lesson periods obviously in year 13 we get a plethora of free periods which obviously we use for independent study or fueling our bodies um, but um, but yeah sorry like six lesson periods and then after school is sort of really in year 13 especially really up to you you know some people will use it to um you know, do their extra extracurricular activities like clubs. Um, I know, you know, there's still loads of people in year 13 that do loads of music. So that's when those sort of clubs uh, take place or sport. Sport takes place between sort of four and six. And then, you know, we then have dinner sort of between six and seven. And then after that is there's sort of an allotted time for two hours worth of prep. And then it's sort of, you know, we have some chill out time before we're allowed to go to bed. Well, gosh, so I'm glad to see that you stepped into the um, stereotype of being a teenager, like trying to get up early in the morning and uh, coffee needed. So you've sort of talked about the sort of six lessons. And so how many subjects are you studying, Yegnaz, um, for your um, A-levels at the moment? 
I take four, so I take English, literature, history, psychology, and additionally, I take Turkish. Mm-hmm. So what does your day look like? Obviously, Joel's just sort of discussed like getting up and then running through. Um, so how busy are you with studying and all of the other activities that you're doing throughout the day? Um, I think me and Joel have quite a similar of a day. Two of our mm. lessons are together. I think <laughs> the days are busy, but they are constructive and you do learn a lot from your lessons. Um, we have quite a few frees where we can get together and work and discuss or do independent studying, which is beneficial. And I think sometimes it's better to have these breaks and then get back and be better. But to be honest, my favourite part of the week is the weekend. As a footballer, <laughs> I stay on the weekends all the time. I think it's my absolute favourite, the fact that um, we and the girls come together, we watch a movie. We have Nelson nights on Saturday, which the last Nelson night was Decades Disco and we had karaoke. I think it's a really great way of bringing everyone together and just establishing that we're all a family and we're here, even though we're here for our studies, we're also here to have a little bit of fun. Um, I love that. I know for some people listening, they might not be aware of the RHS heritage with the Navy. So just explain to us, what is Nelson Knight and who's it named after? Um, so I'll take this one. So uh, Nelson Knight is, it's named after sort of uh, Admiral Nelson, who was the leader of the you know, the British Navy or the English Navy at the Battle of Trafalgar. So the reason we call it Nelson Knight is because the house that we're part of is called Nelson. So it's also named after him as well as our house. So it's basically just a chance for us to, you know, have a couple of drinks, have a bit of a disco um, and have a bit of fun. Let let down your hair in style of Nelson. Well, good to know. Okay. And uh, Joel, how did you adapt then being, you know, because obviously you were a day boy up until the sixth form. Well, how did things change becoming a weekly boarder? So I think obviously one of the the nice things is that you're then able to spend a lot more time at uh, at school. So I think, you know, there's, you know, the, the time that you would usually spend commuting, you can then spend, you know, with your friends or, or doing work. So I think, you know, I've loved being a weekly boarder in year 13. I think it's really helped me to sort of become more independent, look after my own stuff more, uh, which is obviously something that RHS generally really does drum into kids right from a young age. You know, we're really taught to be independent and look after our own stuff, which obviously is vital for when you then get out into the real world when you have to do that every day. Yeah, and that's a very good point, um, the idea of independence. And yeah, Chris, how have you found that independence um, in your own personal journey? Um, I think when you move from GCSEs to A-levels, it's one of the biggest realities of life, of realising that you're not going to be able to, you know, study one night and then pass your GCSEs. It doesn't work like <laughs> that with A-levels, unfortunately. So I think you have to have a lot of independence to realise and motivate yourself every day and you know work hard constantly but I also think RHS does a really good job in constantly keeping their students motivated and directed into what they want one part of it is that they constantly get you in contact with different people and you're allowed to you're really pushed to make connections with different people who can help you in the out world which is I think one of the you know greatest attributes of RHS. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good point. Thank you for sharing that because I know there's a lot of concern um, for some people thinking about, you know, what careers advice or how are young people at school getting an opportunity to think about the future. And so thank you for sharing because it's really important that people understand that, that for you, that you have those connections are being made. And I know there are probably some people listening thinking, when you talk about independent study, you know, is that easy? How do you actually develop that? 
So this brings me on to my next question. What values do you think you've both learned whilst being at RHS? Um, it has a really nice sense of community and, mm-hmm. and camaraderie. So I think often like one of the greatest things is sort of being able to muck in and work as a team. You know, there's a lot of things that we do as groups, you know, up and down the school, both yet as and I've had, um, you know, experience of being part of the prefect team this year. Um, and obviously that is a group that, you know, we have to work together and talk to each other about things that are going on. And often those things can be very, very important about sort of like logistics of certain events that are taking place um, or even sort of stuff so trivial as like organising you know, chapel in the morning. Um, but, you know, things like that sort of allow you to become sort of ingrained in sort of like a team mind, which obviously if you then go into the working world, um, you know, is very much what you're going to be a part of in most cases. Thanks, Joel. Yes. And a team is incredibly important, isn't it? As um, just as a skilled teamwork, being part of a team and understanding different peoples. So as part of the prefect team, Joel, um, what do you think you've learned about yourself as your strengths and um, and how have you been able to demonstrate those? Um, so I think, you know, as prefects, we get opportunities to do things like uh, sort of speak in assemblies and speak in chapels. I did a, a speech a couple of weeks back. And, you know, that sort of sort of reinforced the fact that I, you know, I think I'm a pretty confident person and, you know, sort of I'm happy to sort of take up opportunities such as that. That was obviously nice to nice to be able to do. But I think just sort of generally, it's sort of, again, I think I come back to the idea of teamwork. It just, it's made me feel like I have sort of a place that I can voice my opinions and mm-hmm. a, a place that I can voice sort of like things that we can do to improve and they can then be done. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, what about yourself? Being a prefect at IRHS, I greatly benefited from it. I learned so much with how to, how to work in a team, how to listen to each other and how to go with things with everybody else. And the values that you, you've you learned as well, you obviously mentioned independence and being part of a team. Are there any other values as well that you've had a chance to learn? One of the biggest ones was when I first started in RHS, I was a bit confused about divisions. I was terrible at marching (laughs) and I grew to absolutely love it with what it meant and how much people valued it. Like people were so serious and so passionate about it that it it actually made me realise how much people value this. And then I grew to love it now every time I just put a smile on my face and you know, marching. And it's like, I think it's great how people come together as a community to do something that's so great always amazes me. Do you know, it's fascinating you mentioned divisions because I've spoken to quite a few of the alumni and um, a lot of them mention how, as they think back to their time at RHS, how those days of marching when they were younger, they were like, why? But actually, it taught them so much. Um, and, you know, it, I love the fact you now actually can see the value of that in just that idea of being together as a group and doing something in that way teaches you more than just marching. So what I'd love to hear from both of you is what are your ambitions for the future? So Yeknaz, what, what is it you would like to do? You've, I know you've touched on it a little bit, but tell us a little bit more. Um, I want to go to um, Exeter to study law. Um, I want to be a barrister. I want to um, specialise in family and immigration. Um, I've always wanted to, you know, go into law and develop my understanding. I wanted to do something that would benefit other people and, you know, offer a helping hand. I think I value it deeply and I think 
I would absolutely thrive in a position like that. So that's what I want to do. Well, I know you've obviously spent quite a lot of your time at school, you know, um, investing in diversity initiatives. Do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the things you've actually done that have sort of prepared you for what you'd like to do in the future? Um, so Diversity Day was one of the major things we did last year and we're doing another one this year too. Last year was focused on... I think it was focused on equality, wasn't yeah, it? I think it was equality. just equality, yeah. So that gave us an opportunity to go in and speak to different year groups and understand what they were saying and then, you know, help them out in what is right and wrong because sometimes when you're you're young you don't really see you don't understand the concept and I think it gave us a vital position in the school to be able to go and explain things and make them look from a different perspective that is a really valuable um, opportunity isn't it as you say to speak to um, younger people of your age and give them a chance to actually sort of talk around this subject particularly equality which um, is such a key part of human existence um well thanks for sharing that Agnes. and joel what about yourself what are your ambitions for the future um so i'd like to go to st andrews university in scotland to study philosophy and then um a little bit sort of flip on its head i'd then like to join the um uh the military i want to join the royal marines and honestly for a pretty similar reason to yet now wanted to be a lawyer is i've always sort of found sort of solace in being being able to help people and I think you know that's one of the main reasons that I want to join the military is is to sort of sort of leave a mark but Mm -hmm. like subtly and in a way that you know sort of I know will have affected people in a good way. Amazing just for those who may be listening might be thinking so how does the philosophy fit into the idea of helping other people um, in the military? Um I think it's sort of a case like in in philosophy, you know, you learn a lot about how sort of like the nature of reality and about how, you know, sort of things to do with right and wrong. I've studied um, religious studies where we look at philosophy at fairy level and uh, and that's sort of like where my passion has thrived for the subject. But I think, you know, it's, it's more about sort of, you know, having a greater understanding of sort of the world around us that has driven my passion for not only philosophy, but then where I've then wanted to go into the military as well. Love that. So you, you don't want to be like the prisoner in Plato's cave. Do you? you want to be looking out for, you know, what our true existence is? So just before um, we finish, and it's been a real pleasure speaking to both of you, what would you say to a pupil who was perhaps now considering RHS for their senior school or sixth form? Um, what would be your advice to them? RHS is one of those places that I think, you know, everybody has a different experience of. Um, it can often be a big step, especially, you know, if you've come from somewhere that is completely different, uh, you know, doing two RHS, you know, obviously Yetnaz has experienced that herself, you know, having come from, you know, an inner city school. But I think, uh, you know, we focus a lot on heritage and sort of like the naval traditions and the background that we have. And that can also be quite scary. You know, RHS is a big place. The corridors are very long. The buildings are very big. And often it can seem quite sort of scary coming here. But I think one of the things that I found is that, you know, when when you do come here, it's often the case that actually, you know, after you've settled in and after you've found your friendship group, there's actually a lot more um, to it than just this sort of like big, empty, scary place. And there's actually a lot that you can do and get involved in. And, and, if, I, and if somebody was going to come here, I'd basically just tell them to try and get involved in anything that they possibly could. Um, obviously, that they enjoy but, um, you know, definitely sort of take the opportunities that are there for them. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Joel. And Yeknas, what about what do you say? 
I totally agree with my think when you come to RHS you should take every opportunity that comes your way I you know and was in so many clubs and I absolutely loved Lambda and I think the more I got involved the bigger my sense of community got and the more I developed myself also I think one of my biggest ups about RHS that I'm going to leave with some of the bestest friends ever mm-hmm. who will be my closest friends for the rest of my life and I think it's just given so much to me that I would recommend everyone to come to RHS. Brilliant well thank you so much uh, for joining me and I love that and I love the fact that you have both described just like the amazing opportunities the community the friendship um, that you all hold on and I wish both of you all the best with your A-levels um, and your future applications for university. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that was Yetnaz and Joel, both Year 13 students at RHS. And I want to thank you both for coming on the show and telling us about your experience at RHS amid your busy and important preparations for your A-levels. That's all for today, everyone. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an interview and you hear from more inspiring pupils, teachers and alumni of the school. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.